0: Hello, this is episode 232 of the Purple Psychology Podcast. I'm Dr. Nisha Riley. This podcast is on the word minority, minorities. I've been drawn to record a stack of podcasts for you on a wide range of topics. Maybe I'm not going to be able to, to record them next week. I'm due to start writing again and juggling that into the mix. I've taken two weeks off and we're going to manifest a huge amount of material for the next book. So this is a topic that I have reflected on since last October almost five months to get here. This is how much I reflect sometimes on topics. I saw a cartoon the other day that I had saved before, and it's a goldfish ball and one ball is jumping out, with the Mark Twain quote. Whenever you find yourself in the side of majority, it's time to pause and reflect. And there's a James Baldwin essay I'd like to direct you to as well. It's a little bit beyond my reading ability, is quite a complex essay. It's in the book, Nobody Knows My Name, and it's called In Search of a Majority. So the word minorities, what does this invoke for others? Underrepresented, no voice, exclusion, difference, disconnected, underprivileged, divide, racism, outnumbered, the losing side, a splinter group. The actual definition is subordinate to a more dominant group. And this is the crux of the issue with the word. And so it keeps raising its ugly head for me. And I need to talk about the context in which I use the word, because I think it really matters. When I'm recording podcasts, I'm often thinking of people that I've worked with, real student situations, or older clients that have always felt like aliens. And recently, I used the word again in context of a funny Flag book. And I think for many people, they would have thought that when I used the word minority in terms of her writing that I was talking about a conversation in relation to black people because of her most famous book, Fly Green Tomatoes. But in fact, I wasn't. One of the first books that I read was Daisy Faye and the Miracle Man, and that covers a main character who has a visual impairment. There's a book I gave recently to a friend for Christmas called I Still Dream of You, and the central character has dwarfism in it. I needed to check that it's okay to use the word dwarfism. It is. You can also use reduced stature. And the reality is that I've only ever had one student with dwarfism. I knew the first students in university with both visual and hearing impairments. I've only known one person who was colourblind, who is my graphic designer. I had an artist on the team who only had one hand. And she does amazing, intricate work in animated pop-ups and automated objects is really amazing. And Muslims are in a minority in New Zealand. Or many of my black students are the only one in the school, village, community, county. Many other nationalities I work with are very much a minority in the environment that they're in. And many of the personalities that I work with are very in very low percentages. And one of the next podcasts I'm gonna record for you is, is on this topic. And so when I use the word minority, I'm thinking of the circumstances of the people that I'm working with. It is an aspect of their story and their situation and their development and their feelings and how they're relating to the world. The reality is, is that when we're 10, we suddenly start to develop in our brain a sense of difference. And the ages between 10 and 15 are really huge. We start to become incredibly self-conscious. We start to become very aware of how we're different in many ways to those around us. And we start to think about what we need to say and do and how we need to move in the world. Life is much easier pre-10. And it's, it's, it's funny really because the book that invoked the biggest monster for people was me talking about difference. And I'm going to record another podcast after this as well on why learning hasn't become inclusive, and it's a lot to do with the fact that we don't like being different. And what all of my work boils down to, and is based in, ultimately, is the fact that nobody wants to be different. So we need a new word here. And I was really shocked. Um, Somebody sent me um, a graph that was in the Economist newspaper last week. And (laughs) ironically, it was in an article that was comparing racism between Britain and the US, And there was this hideous graph of why black people are underemployed. And two of the categories on it were lacking willpower and motivation. Or the worst one was less inborn ability to learn. I cannot believe that The Economist put those two titles on a graph. It was a real WTF moment for me. And it was so ironic that it was actually an article on racism. And so there is so many preconceived ideas we have. And using a word such as minority raises so much for people. And when you see a graph like that in such an influential magazine, that obviously shows no sense of understanding of what they're doing or what they're writing or what they're implying. It really matters when people feel marginalised. And you can't just put a blanket statement that they're lacking willpower or motivation. The same statement is made by parents to me about every student who comes to work with me, that they are lacking motivation. And that's regardless of their race or their roots. So I still haven't found a new word for minority after five months. And ultimately, if we focus on numbers, or this sense of a bigger slice of the pie mindset, we're stuck in the vortex, which is ultimately what James Baldwin's essay is about, about the concept of focusing on creating a new majority. And so I have to focus on difference being good. And so the next time I introduce an idea, I have to speak about the difference, and I have to speak about the context of why I'm using the word And I need to give examples rather than just the word, so that people do not spiral into thinking and making assumptions about what I'm talking about. Many of those characters covered in Fanny Flagg books that I really related to were to do with the concepts of difference, both in terms of physicality and abilities, that all of her books at some point I've introduced to people as role models of what is possible in that difference. So we can't just use the word because it spirals into a negative space. But we can't ignore the feelings at stake either, or the fact that in many cases people do feel marginalised.